This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bromley but joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show and that is Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, what have you done with your time off? It's been a while hasn't it since we uh, did oh. a preview show. It's been, uh, yeah, Brent- Brentford three three weeks ago with yeah. the uh, Southampton game missing and then the international break. It's been... Uh, been a bit, little while. It has been a little while, and I'm not going to lie, listeners, I've kind of been thankful for the break. It was all getting a little bit serious and a little bit depressing um, before we went on the break, and, and our fate looks like it had been sealed, and, and even the most optimistic amongst us were starting to feel a little bit down in the dump. So the break's done me good, Dave. I'm feeling confident to the point where I think we're just going to go and, and smash this weekend's game, um, as you do. Um but before we get on to that, we haven't really got a massive amount to uh, recap, have we? I guess we could just do with a quick state of the union and what's been going on in the international break since we last spoke to our listeners, Dave. What, what's been going on? Uh, well, yeah, there's several Burnley players were representing their countries uh, in the international break. So for Jurgen Klopp's benefit, uh, we're sure he's an avid listener of the show. Uh, we can say who was uh, playing. Obviously, Nick Pope. Um, played in the England second game at Wembley against Ivory Coast, kept a, a clean sheet, didn't have a great deal to do. Uh, Wayne Hennessy and Connor Roberts were playing for Wales. Wayne Hennessy made his 100th uh, appearance for Wales, a, a, a very impressive uh, milestone for, for him. Uh, we then had Bailey Peacock-Farrell playing for Northern Ireland. So we actually had three goalkeepers out of the four home nations playing on the same night, which was uh, that's going to be a, a quiz question in the future. Uh, we had Nathan Collins playing for Republic of Ireland and also Maxwell Corney representing Ivory Coast. I think the only one who didn't play was um, Wout Weghorst. He was in the Netherlands squad for their matches against Denmark and Germany, uh, but he didn't make it onto the pitch. So he's going to have to wait Ooh. to get his name on our international honours board. Poor Wout. You'd think that he would, uh, you think he'd be up there with a. With the uh, with the headliners, wouldn't you? Did you watch the um, the England Derby Course game? I thought uh, Maxi looked all right, you know. 
I saw the highlights later. I didn't see the uh, the live game, but yeah, they, I mean, they, they it's strange, wasn't it, having a, a man sent off in a, a mm. friendly game? Perhaps that was a little bit unnecessary, but um, yeah, one of those things that uh, Nick Pope didn't have a, a great deal to do, did he? No, he didn't, which is a bit of a shame. But, but yeah, even though it was one way traffic, I did think uh, I did think Crony had a good game, so that should board well for getting him back up, fighting fit for the running. Um, well, we also do have the small matter of a quiz question that we need to give an answer to, which has been a while, and I have no idea. I can't even remember what the quiz question was. I'm going to I'm going to consult the script because I do not remember. And I believe that before we went into that Brentford game, you asked our listeners absolutely ages ago now. Um, <laughs> our listeners, I'm just going to stop there now because I had to read that out because Dave's put that in my script and put it in massive capital letters in stars and in bold saying, absolutely ages ago. There's this great big thing. I think Dave's missed a preview show, listeners. I think I think that's, what the, that's the situation here. Um, question, what was the question, Dave? It was, of course, who was the last Burnley player other than Ben Mee to score the winning goal with a header in a Burnley 1-0 win at Turf Moor and who were the opposition? Absolute stinger of a question, Dave. Over to you. Well, you should have remembered that question, bearing in mind it was uh, relating to a Ben Mee header. Uh, The correct answer was uh, Jay Rodriguez. Uh, He scored uh, in a 1-0 win with a header uh, against Watford. That was on the 25th of June 2020. Um, But we weren't there to see it in person. That was one of the matches from uh, Project Restart, uh, played behind closed doors. That was the uh, correct answer to the question. And did we get anybody who got it right? Uh, well, there were quite a few wrong guesses, including several for Chris Wood. We did receive a correct answer from John Robertson. Uh, he hey, knew that it was Jay Rodriguez. Uh, well done to John and to anyone else who knew but was too shy to get in touch. Don't be shy, listeners. We do not bite. Get in touch. We will uh, we'll let you know at the end of the show how you can indeed do that. Um because you don't actually need to wait very, very long. All you need to do is hang around to the end of the show. Stick with us and Dave will give you... Um, uh, what will you give us? A quiz question. I was going to say... I'm not going to tell you what I was going to say, listeners. That would have been quite awkward. Stick with us till the end of the show and you will get another quiz question from Dave. Premier League head to head. Uh, but let's move on because, of course, we are here to preview a Premier League game, Dave. Let's not get carried away with... Other things. Um, it is, of course, Manchester City. It's a home tie. This Saturday, the 2nd of April, it's a 3pm kickoff, not televised anywhere live in the UK, which will be somewhat of an anomaly to our friends down the road. We start, as always, with the history section, bringing, uh, beginning a look at our past Premier League home games. So, Dave, kick us off with recent history, please. Uh, yeah, for those of you out there who may have written off Burnley's chances of getting a result this weekend, there's at least a glimmer of hope in terms of our performances and results from the previous seven visits of Manchester City to Turf Moor in the Premier League, as well as a creditable 1-1 draw that was in February 2018, uh, when the late Johan Berg-Gudmundsen equaliser earned us a draw and a point. Uh, there's also been one win, although that match from 2015 is going to be saved for our next section, as that was the obvious choice for our memory match. In terms of defeats, there have been a couple of heavy ones, uh, none more so than the painful loss from almost 12 years ago in April 2010. Uh, after conceding three times in the first seven minutes, there was no way back. Uh, it was 5-0 at half-time. And Kevin McDonald, who'd been subbed, notoriously made his way to a local pub, while the rest of the players gallantly drew the second half 1-1 
meaning that it finished 6-1 to the visitors. Uh, for the record, the other defeats were by a 2-1 scoreline. That was in November 2016, despite an excellent Dean Marnie goal. And City struggled to a 1-0 away win in April 2019 with a goal from Sergio Aguero, which was given using the goal line technology. Uh, in December 2019, Burnley suffered another heavy 4-1 defeat. And the result of last season's league meeting at Turf Moor was a 2-0 win for the visitors, with first-half goals from Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling. Memory match! Um, well, I think we should have a little less of the doom and gloom, shall we, Dave? Let's look back at happier times. Uh, memories of um, a recap of a one and only Premier League home win from 2005-2015. I presume that that is our memory match, Dave. It is indeed, yes. Let's take you back just over seven years to the 14th of March 2015. At the reigning champions, Manchester City were at Turf Moor on a Saturday evening for a 5.30pm kickoff in front of the Sky TV cameras. After a dreadful start to the 2014-15 season, we had no wins in our first 10 games and just four points. Burnley had somehow dragged themselves back to the edge of respectability and there's still some hope that survival may be possible although there weren't too many people giving the Clarets too much hope of beating a City side who were still hopeful of catching league leaders Chelsea. Uh, despite having most of the possession and the better chance in front of goal, City were unable to penetrate a resolute Burnley backline. And it was a cynical foul on Danny Ings by Martin Dimakalis, which led to a free kick just after the hour mark. Kieran Trippier floated the ball into the box and although it was headed away by City captain Vincent Company, it only went as far as George Boyd, who struck a sweet left-footed shot which went just a few inches off the ground and straight past Joe Hart into the bottom corner of the net. Uh, there was plenty more pressure from City in the remaining half an hour, but the Clarets' defence held firm and earned a memorable win. So who's to say that history couldn't possibly repeat itself this Saturday afternoon? Mm, definitely. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably not going to do. On this day! Um, on this day then, Dave, what's happened in previous years on this particular date? Uh, well, yeah, there's plenty of past matches to look back on from the 2nd of April. And although Burnley's overall record of 10 wins, 9 draws and 10 defeats from 29 previous games is reasonable, the top-line figures mask the fact that we've had just one win from the last 10 times we've played on this date. Uh, we kicked off with a 6-2 away win against a team just down the road. That was Darwin on this day in 1892. Although the next two games, away at Derby County in 1894 and Arsenal in 1898, were both drawn. We then managed a 1-0 home win against Arsenal in 1904 and a 2-1 home win over Gainsborough Trinity in 1910, before suffering a 3-2 defeat to Sunderland in 1913. That was in an FA Cup semi-final replay, which was played in Birmingham at St Andrews. Uh, there followed a hat-trick of wins either side of World War One, with a 2-0 win at Everton in 1915, a 1-0 home win over Newcastle United in 1920, and a 2-1 home win over... Manchester City. That was exactly 101 years ago in 1921. That, of course, was on the way to becoming champions of England for the first time. A 2-2 draw at Cardiff City in 1923 was followed by another 1-0 home win over Newcastle United in 1926, meaning that we'd only lost one of our first 11 matches played on this date. 
Sadly, that good form did not continue. And between 1927 and 1955, we lost three times and drew twice before picking up another victory with a 2-1 home win over Charlton Athletic in 1956. We were also unbeaten on this date in three matches during the 1960s. There was a 3-3 draw against Sheffield Wednesday at Turf Moor in 1960 with a late equaliser from Brian Miller, which would prove to be a very important point. Uh, In 1963, Gordon Harris scored a penalty, which was the only goal in a 1-0 home win over Blackburn Rovers. And in 1966, Willie Irving scored the equaliser as we drew 1-1 at home with West Ham United. Uh, The next six games between 1977 and 1996 yielded just one draw and five defeats before we earned our 10th win in 2005. That was a 3-1 home victory over Watford. Uh, That just leaves two more matches, a 2-1 home defeat to Ipswich Town in 2011 and then a memorable 2-2 draw at Brighton exactly six years ago when justice was eventually done with a late Michael Keane equaliser after his earlier effort, which was clearly over the line, had not been given. In terms of goals, it's well balanced with exactly 40 goals for and 40 against in the 29 matches played on the 2nd of April. Excellent. I do like stats that match. My mathematical brain does like that. Scouting report! Well, that brings us to the end of our history section, but we need to bring you back up to date with the present, starting with our scouting report, please, Dave. Uh, Yeah, when we previewed the reverse fixture, which was a 2-0 defeat in Manchester last October, we mentioned City's big money signing of Jack Grealish from Aston Villa for £100 million, as well as a slightly more low-key free transfer of veteran goalkeeper Scott Carson from Derby County. Uh, The only addition in the January transfer window was Argentinian striker Julian Alvarez, but he was immediately loaned back to River Plate and is due to arrive in Manchester this summer in readiness for next season. Uh, Pep Guardiola almost exclusively tends to use an attacking 4-3-3 formation, although with a lack of a recognised out-and-out striker, uh, despite report attempts to bring in Harry Kane last summer, they're certainly making do with playing attacking midfielders in a more advanced role. In terms of missing players, there may possibly be one or two additional knocks or niggles following the international break, but the other City players who've been suffering from injury or illness, but who may be back in contention for this match, include uh, John Stones, uh, Edison, Ruben Diaz and Cole Palmer. Uh, Benjamin Mendy is still suspended by the club and is currently on police bail pending a trial which is scheduled for July. Uh, Perhaps not surprisingly, for a team without an out-and-out striker, City have spread the goals around this season. Riyad Mahrez and Raheem Sterling have 10 each, Kevin De Bruyne has scored 9 and Phil Foden and Bernardo Silva both have 7 to their name. However, it's a defender who leads the way in terms of fantasy Premier League points. Uh, Jao Cancelo has a very impressive 162 points already, which is more than 30 ahead of Bernardo Silva in second with 131 points. Incredibly, there's another seven City players, uh, De Bruyne, Edison, Laporte, Diaz, Mares, Sterling and Foden, who have all scored more than 100 points in this season's FPL. Usually we highlight one or two players to watch. With a team like Manchester City, just about anyone is capable of inflicting damage on their opponent's goal. Yeah, I've just I've got to say, Dave, I'm not entirely sure listening to that scouting report has made me feel particularly much better about the game on Saturday. 
Anyway, you have heard what our thoughts are about our visitors at the weekend, but for balance, we do also like to hear from our fans of our opponents. This time, it is City fan Jonathan Berry who has let us have his thoughts ahead of the game in our Opposition View. Opposition View! Hello, mate. I'm um, John, and I'm a City fan. Okay, so... What I'm really looking forward to about the Burnley game is it's three o'clock on a Saturday. What a great time for a football game. Um, I'm sure all the lads and uh, lasses on the uh, train up will be enjoying themselves. And great old ground to go to, Turf Moor. Loads of atmosphere up there, so I think it'll be a great away day for the team. Um, kind of thoughts on how Pepple line up. I'm sure Edison will be in goal. I think the back four will pick itself because... Uh, we've got Atletico in the Champions League on Tuesday, so it'll be Kyle Walker at right-back because he's banned on Tuesday. Um, Centre-halves, it looks like Ake and Laporte, and I think Zinchenko will be playing left-back. And I'd expect to see Fernandinho uh, at the base of midfield. Apart from that, it's a bit difficult to pick, really. I think Jesus might be in and a few more of the players that don't play quite as often for us but you know I think any side we put out is a strong team and Pep doesn't give places away I wouldn't expect to see like Rory Delap or Cole Palmer starting for us although they might come off the bench Um, so yeah should be a great game against Burnley I think as far as City season going it's going well so far we've got some big games coming up obviously we've got to play Liverpool in the Cup and in the league and that's going to really influence the title running I'd like to say I think we can beat them because I think we're a, to be honest we're the better team um, but over 90 minutes you get a few ref decisions um, and you know that can influence the course of a game so it's you know I haven't got a crystal ball, but I'd like to think we'd beat them uh, in the cup and in the league uh, and go on to the cup final and then the title running. And obviously over 90 minutes in the cup, anything can happen. Champions League wise, uh, we've got a great tie against Atletico. Battle of, shall we say, philosophies in football. You know, you've got kind of the Simeone style of football, um, which is really kind of tough, hard tackling, um, really will probably make it difficult for us. So I'm really looking forward to the Champions League tie. We've never played Atletico before. And I think we have a bit of affinity for the team as kind of like the the less famous side from the city, should we say, or the less establishment team. I think that phrases it better um, so I'm looking forward to playing Atletico um, should be a great game in the Champions League and obviously you know what happens from there the semi-final, the final, you're going to play a tough team You know, to win the Champions League you've got to have a bit of luck and you've got to beat the best teams that are out there um, as far as Burnley go you know, can they escape relegation I'd like to hope they've got a chance but you know, the team's down there, you know, Watford have got Hodgson who's taken over, who seems to be improving them. Newcastle seem to have dug themselves out of a hole. Everton, I mean, who really knows what's going to happen with them? Some days they look brilliant. Uh, I've got a season ticking old in friend who says they're the worst Everton team he's ever seen. So, you know, they could get dragged into it and there's... You know, reputations don't keep you up, is it? It's results. What I think, you know, and this is me as an away fan is, you know, Burnley have been struggling with goals this season. Um, and it's, you know, 
it's difficult to see where they're coming from. Maxwell Cornet seems to have gone off the boil a little bit for you. Um, so, I know Saturday's going to be a tough game. Um, always away at Turf Moor, you're going to... You're going to be expecting some high balls, but I expect our defenders to deal with them. Although, if it's Ake and Laporte, you know, they do have a mistake in them. So maybe Burnley have got a chance this Saturday. Anyway, good luck to you all and take care of yourselves. Okay, hit me up with some refereeing stats then, Dave. Uh, yeah, we've got Craig Pawson of Sheffield. He's been chosen to referee the match at Turf Moor on Saturday afternoon. Uh, his only previous Burnley game this season uh, was the nil-nil uh, draw against Watford at Turf Moor back in February. Maybe we'd settle for that again on uh, this Saturday. Um, mm. All of his last three Burnley games have been draws. And even though we desperately need wins, uh, yeah, we've maybe we will settle for uh, for, a, for a draw this time. Um, in all, Craig Pawson has taken charge of 17 previous Burnley games. Uh, we've won four of those, drawn six and lost seven. Uh, there have been five sendings off in those games, with all five car- red cards being shown to our opponents. Uh, and finally, this section, John Moss will be in charge of the screens at Stockley Park as he's been selected to be the video assistant referee for this match. Good stuff. Stat my Dave's stat of the week. Um, I know you don't want to leave it there, though, Dave. I know you like to treat me and our listeners, because I am a fan as much as our listeners are. So why don't you delve deep into those pockets of yours, please, and let us have your miscellaneous stat of the week. Uh, well, I know we're supposed to take it one game at a time, but this week I want to look ahead to the last game of the season. Uh, in Burnley's first two Premier League seasons, so that's 2009-10 and 2014-15, uh, which we, as uh, well know, ended in relegation, we were able to see final day victories. Uh, we won 4-2 at home to Spurs in May 2010, and we had a 1-0 away win at Aston Villa in May 2015. Uh, but since Burnley's return to the Premier League in 2016, the Clouds have survived despite final day defeats in each of the last five seasons. Uh, this season, we'll face Newcastle United at Turf Moor for the final game of the season, with the possibility that the result may be the difference between survival and the drop. However, we still have another 10 matches to play before then, starting off with perhaps the most difficult one of all against reigning champions Manchester City. However, as a glimmer of hope, uh, another glimmer of hope, um, <laughs> in five of our seven previous Premier League seasons, uh, we've beaten the reigning champions. Uh, we beat Manchester United at home uh, in 2009-10. Uh, we beat Manchester City at home in 2014-15, which was, of course, our memory match. Uh, we beat Leicester City at home in 2016-17. And we've had a couple of uh, away wins against re- uh, reigning champions as well. We beat Chelsea away at the opening game of 2017-18. Uh, We didn't get any uh, wins uh, against reigning champions in either 2018-19 or 2019-20. And then we beat Liverpool away in 2020-21. So uh, we'll be going for six out of eight if we can manage to uh, get a victory on Saturday afternoon. Mm, Definitely. If if we manage to get a victory on Saturday afternoon. Yes, quite. Um, With that in mind then, Dave, how are you feeling about the possibility of said victory on Saturday afternoon? Do you know how I feel about it? Uh, well, anything's possible in football, isn't it? Oh, relentlessly positive. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it in my life. Is this a must-win game, Dave? It's not a must-win <laughs> game, no, no. 
Definitely not. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't resist. No, go on, talk me through your thoughts. How, how, what are we thinking? Uh, well, we, we have our difficulties. Um, we know that uh, Nathan, there's no Nathan Collins. He's suspended for his red card at Brentford. That was just a one-match suspension, so he'd be back for midweek. Uh, and Ben Mee is still out injured. Uh, so it looks like it might be uh, James Tarkovsky and Kevin Long um, in <laughs> central defence with probably Bobby Thomas on the bench, I would suspect. Oh, joy. That's just what you need, is Kevin Long facing Manchester City. If it wasn't a tough enough task. Oh, is it? Is it just one game? There's a bit of debating now. What's that group about it this is. before? It's just one one game ban, isn't it, for, for Collins? It's not three. Yeah, it wasn't oh. a violent um, challenge, so it, it's just a, a one a one match. I'd ban him for six games for sheer stupidity, to be honest, because it was a Egypt. Oh, sorry, I swore. Right, I better write down the time so that Matt can beep that out. Uh, yeah, it was it was stupidity, but anyway, that's that's another one for another day, Dave. One for another day. He's ruined our red card stats, which makes me upset. Um, we've got quite a lot of games coming up though in, in April as well, haven't we? This is not a great time for us. Uh, yeah, we've got se- seven matches to to play in April, um, and several of those against teams struggling towards the bottom of the table. Uh, so it looks like the results in our upcoming games against Everton and Norwich, which are the two after this one, um, as well as our visit to Watford at the end of the month, are going to probably define our season. We we need to get um, results from from those games if we're going to uh, get ourselves out and, and away from that bottom three. So uh, yeah, they're going to be. Uh, really decisive in terms of how we do in those games in particular, although any points we pick up uh, from the other games are going to be really helpful as well, as we know. But I think we'll we'll have a much better idea at the end of April where we stand. Um, we're going to need to get some wins from somewhere. Yeah, we ain't going to do. I, though you keep telling me these games aren't must-win, Dave, yet we're going to have to pick up some wins from somewhere. I think it's... Uh... Oh gosh, it's just it's terrifying to do it. Give me give me a prediction then. Do you think we okay, let's look on the browser. Do you think there's any possibility that we win? Of course there is, yes. Are we going to win? Uh, probably not, no. <laughs> What's your prediction, Dave? <laughs> um I think it might be a two one defeat. Oh, unfortunately. Not, e- not even a Roberts draw. Statman draw. Ha! How'd you say that? Statman draw. That's bad. Well, I'm going to say it's going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep my chip up and I'm going to say that it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be 1 1. I think we'll score first really early on. Vout Vegos from a header, from a beautiful ball floated in by Lennon and he's going to score, but then I think we'll be stubborn, but I think they'll ultimately get one back. So it can be 1 1. Uh, listeners, you know the drill here. You know what we need you to do. We want you to send us in your score predictions, please. We want score, goal scorers, and how they scored the goal. You can tweet us at None and Ever. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page, or you can email us at our dedicated email address, which is previewshow at noneandever.net. Dave, congratulations on the FPL special that you did while I was off sunning myself having a little bit of a, a bit of a break it was uh, it was very good um to the to the extent where we don't really have a Premier League update do we this week uh, we don't yeah we did the updates in the show so if you haven't listened to that already go back in for that for the updates and also for some very useful hints and tips we got from a couple of our very high ranking managers Luke Lambert and Sean Retty thanks for uh, their involvement yeah. in that as well yeah, definitely. If you haven't listened to that yet, listeners, do check it out. Uh, Dave started this should be uh, in the green room before we started recording this by saying, Natalie, I strongly suggest that you listen to that podcast and get some tips 
So somehow I feel like there is some element of criticism for my fantasy Premier League heading my way. Uh, go on then, Dave. What are you What are you going to fill this section with? Take us away. Uh, well, yeah, as we said, we've got no new le- uh, league updates uh, since then, but I can confirm this weekend will be the second round of the No Near Never FPL Cup. Uh, this is a new, exciting innovation for FPL and involves a separate knockout competition to run alongside the league. Um, only a minority of our managers were involved in in round one, that was in game week 30, meaning we've reduced the field down from 325 managers to 256 for the forthcoming game week. Uh, that number will be reduced by half every week until game week 38, when there'll be an FPL Cup final between the two remaining teams on the final day of the season. Uh, you can check out the fixtures on the official uh, FPL website, and good luck to all remaining managers who will be hoping to make it into the next round. Sadly, Natalie, your Dingle Bells team was beaten 7-4. That sounds like a high-scoring game, but in FPL, 7-4 is not a high-scoring game. Oh, good. Uh, Clapham oh. Clarets, that's... <laughs> Clapham Clarets, that's Connor Ward, uh, was victorious over you in the previous round, uh, which means that sadly your chances of a League and Cup double have now gone. It was so on as well, Dave. It was so close. That's like the shock result that Bromley's out of both the League and the Cup. Who'd have have guessed it? Uh, Well, who who is in the running then, please? Do we know? Who's in the running? Who's in the running? Or is it just does this just now carry on week by week with the remaining managers are left? It carries on week by week. So we've got 256 of our 325 managers have made it through. Uh, several of those got a buy. Um, and then they play each other this week, and then we reduce it down by half week on week. So uh, in game week 32, we'll have 128, and then we'll go to 64, 32, etc., through to the final. Excellent. Love it. And I understand how that works. Um, so what are we going to do then in terms of an FPL update? For the next game, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle. The the way they've um, scheduled the games is that our game against Everton on Wednesday is included in game week 31. So we can't bring you an FPL update when we do our Everton preview show. But because that is the last game, uh, when we do our Norwich preview for the match next weekend, we will have, um, well, game week 31 will have been finished and we can do an update when we record that show. So we'll get that update for you the preview show after next when we look at the Norwich game. Good stuff. That sounds like a plan. Statman Dave's quiz question. Um, right then, in that case then, I guess we can move straight on and treat our little to the quiz question. Uh, yeah, we have a very topical quiz question this week, bearing in mind the recent international games, and it relates to uh, Burnley goalkeepers. Uh, so the question is... On Tuesday, three Burnley players started in goal for three of the four home nations. Uh, Nick Pope for England, Wayne Hennessy for Wales and Bailey Peacock-Farrell for Northern Ireland. But we want to know who is the only Burnley player to have earned a full cap for Scotland in goal, so after a goalkeeper. Who is the only Burnley player to have earned a full cap for Scotland as a goalkeeper and how many times did they represent their national team? Wow, that is a good question, Dave. I'm going to mull that over in my little tiny brain whilst you tell our listeners how they submit their answers, please. 
Uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us to let us know the answer using any one of these methods. You can uh, tweet us or preferably send us a, a direct message on Twitter so no one sees your answer. Uh, you can email us, previewshow at knownanever.net, or you can also reply to the post for this preview show on either the No Near Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Good stuff. Uh, we're also going to reveal the correct answer very soon, which will be when we preview our vital vital home game against Everton. So you're going to have to be very quick to let us know your answers. Um, before we do let our listeners go then, Dave, do we have any community news, please? Uh, well, we've already mentioned the FPL special we put out during the international break, but there's also been another mini-podcast from the launch of a new Burnley FC-related book earlier this week. Uh, Dave Thomas has looked back at the early 1980s, which was a turbulent era in the history of Burnley FC. And using extracts from the diaries of a club director of that time, the late Derek Gill, he's written a book entitled A Director's Tale, which provides some unique insight into the club's ups and downs during the years 1981 to 1985, following the death of the long-serving chairman, Bob Lord. Uh, do take a listen to that. And of course, the book is now available to buy from the club shop, other bricks and mortar bookstores, and of course, online. Uh, and finally, for now, we'd just like to give out another reminder to bring a tin for the bin, as the Burnley FC Community Kitchen food bank collections will be in position around Turf Moor on Saturday afternoon prior to kickoff. Yeah, please do. That is such a good cause. Um, and we do obviously encourage you, if you are able to, to bring something for them a tin for the bin. Um, I think that's all we've got time for, isn't it, Dave? Is there anything else you want to raise? No, that was it, I think. Good stuff. Well, my thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to making this podcast, to uh, Jonathan Berry for the Opposition View, to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, to producer Matt for getting all of this together. Actually, and thank you as well, Matt, for producing the FPL special and our mini pod um, on Dave, Dave's book as well. Um, that was obviously really useful. I know you've been struggling with work, so thank you very much, Matt. Finally, to Dave Roberts for just putting in a phenomenal amount of time to research um, all of your stats and put together this beautiful, beautiful thing that is the preview show. Um, last but by no means least, you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. We will be back before you can even blink an eye um, ahead of that Everton game. So stay tuned to social media and we will let you know when that is those of you traveling to turf more on saturday raise the roof it's going to be painful but we'll all be there together and we can we can rip the band-aid off together um and in the meantime if you've got any questions or queries you know how to get in touch with us so do take care of yourselves and take care of your loved ones this has been the preview show brought to you by the none and never podcast until next time The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.